welcome. And let's buckle up for this year-end episode of Drive Time Talks, a podcast created exclusively for Toyota's policy drivers, the team members driving policy decisions on issues that matter to Toyota. This is Donna Rudy from Government Affairs coming to you from Washington, D.C. In this traffic report, on November 30th, we were pleased that the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement was signed by the leaders of all three countries. And although a deal was not reached on the Section 232 steel and aluminum tariffs on imports from Canada and Mexico, negotiations continue. What's next? The president must provide three things to Congress. The text of the agreement, a statement of administrative action, and a list of all changes in law that the USMCA will require. Congress needs to vote on the USMCA, and it's unclear how that process will play out. The agreement will require a simple majority by the House and Senate to pass. NAFTA will continue to operate until USMCA is formally ratified in all three countries. The day after signing the USMCA, the president once again reiterated his threat to withdraw from NAFTA. While we encourage Congress to expedite the process, we continue to urge elimination of the threat of auto-related tariffs. For this Rush Hour segment, we talk with Kimball Lewis from TMNA Insights, Toyota's corporate strategy division, where they analyze financial and operating performance and strategic actions of our competitors, primarily in North America. Kimball, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Donna. What are the top trends transforming the auto industry today? You know, one of the things affecting our competitors and the industry as a whole is how they will address auto 2.0 or car of the future trends like alternative power uh, propulsion or powertrains like electric vehicles and hybrids, autonomous driving development, and mobility services, all while dealing with the manufacturing impact of the shift in consumer demand to crossovers and SUVs and away from passenger cars. What's the impact on Toyota and the auto industry to GM's recent announcement? The growing demand for trucks is one of the reasons uh, for the recent announcements by GM and Ford to decide to exit passenger cars in North America. The transformative actions do create an opportunity for Toyota, but we estimate that the volume opportunity is relatively low. And even if GM eliminates the three plants mentioned in the announcement, we expect industry capacity to rise. That future capacity will be more flexible to produce cars or crossovers in SUVs and better able to match demand. But some existing capacity as well has been transformed to do the same. And any key reactions? One of the key reactions to GM's announcements was to note that all unallocated plants are not certain to close, and the option and timing of those closures may change based on labor and political talks. The politicians were surprised by the news as there was no prior coordination from GM, and we think that makes the tariff risk for the auto industry higher. The thought of punishing GM for the uncoordinated announcement, either through Section 232 tariffs, ending electric vehicle credits, or the USMCA caps would hurt the entire auto industry. On Pennsylvania Avenue, let's get up to speed on trade with Toyota's Director of International Public Policy, Lila Aridia Foss. In October, the U.S. Trade Representative officially notified Congress of its intent to negotiate a trade deal with Japan and the EU. The U.S. and Japan can begin official talks in mid-January. What should we expect from these negotiations? And what could a potential U.S.-Japan trade agreement mean for Toyota? 
So the U.S.-Japan trade talks are the most important thing on our horizon. We cannot ignore the fact that uh, U.S. and Japanese trade negotiators can sit down officially in mid-January, and then pretty much a month later is the deadline for Commerce to make its announcement on the Section 232 auto investigation. So Commerce could make their decision any time between now and that mid-February deadline, but regardless, the threat of auto tariffs or quotas as a result will really overshadow trade talks. And in the joint statement that President Trump and Prime Minister Abe released when they agreed to trade negotiations, it was all about autos, specifically a common goal of increasing production and jobs in the United States. The U.S. said that they would not seek more concessions from Japan than uh, Tokyo had already agreed to in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. That puts even more pressure on our industry. We will continue to do what we've been doing, working with our associations, think tanks, dealers, supplier partners, team members, and members of Congress to tell the Toyota story of our U.S. presence. We know we face many challenges in 2019, but we are ready. On Constitution Avenue, federal lobbyist Mary Beth Stanton of Invariant, Toyota's leading government relations consulting firm, joins us from Capitol Hill. It was a banner year for the 2018 midterms. Those elected to the House, the most diverse in history. Can you highlight some of the history makers of the new Congress? Yes, the 2018 midterms were historic for women and for members of color. We saw more women than ever elected to Congress. We have two women who are also Muslim, two women who are also Native American, and we have two of the youngest members at 28 and 29. And you also noted 10 LGBTQ members of Congress. Were there any races that stood out? While there was a close race in Texas between Congressman Beto O'Rourke and Senator Cruz, the down-ballot effects did change some of the makeup of the congressional delegation. For instance, Representative-elect Colin Allred, which is a flip from red to blue, is a former NFL player and an Obama appointee who was able to defeat Representative Pete Sessions. He is likely the freshman class president and a member of the Texas delegation, so very good for the company. I'd also like to highlight uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw, a former Navy SEAL and a rising star within the Republican conference. He was able to keep a red-to-red seat that was formerly held by Representative Poe. In Kentucky, we had be one of the closer House races between Congressman Andy Barr and former Air Force pilot Amy McGrath. Congressman Barr will be returning to Congress, and he will continue to be a champion for the company. Any insight on a vote on the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement? A vote on the USMCA is probably not likely this year, but debate will continue into next Congress with a Democrat-controlled House. The president will likely force Congress's hands by threatening to leave NAFTA and creating a six-month window to pass the USMCA. The recent General Motors news has many nervous about the future of the auto industry in the U.S., highlighting the importance of the USMCA. While domestic automakers have been cutting costs and eliminating jobs, Toyota has maintained production in the U.S. and continues to be a leader in the American auto industry. And for our state highways, let's go to our new state government affairs regional director, Karen Johnston, who manages the entire Midwest and the state of Alabama. Karen, your team followed the governor races very closely this past midterm election. Can you provide a quick overview of the results? 
Absolutely. Uh, we focused on 10 of the 36 races for governor where the company has operations or a significant presence. Democrats flipped control of the governor's seats in seven states, including two states, won by President Trump a couple years ago. So we now have 23 Democratic governors to 26 Republican governors. In addition, the state legislative elections saw a shakeup. Democrats flipped six state legislative chambers on Election Day, including Texas and California, which we all know are key states for Toyota. Uh, one of the states that we watched closely was Michigan, which switched from a Republican governor to a Democrat. Gretchen Whitmer, the governor-elect, will now oversee numerous important Toyota and industry assets. Alabama, another key state for Toyota and the auto industry. Uh, we were happy to see Governor Kay Ivey win. She's been extremely supportive of Toyota and, of course, the new Mazda-Toyota joint venture. But she's also been very supportive with Section 232. In Tennessee, we have our casting facility in Jackson. We have a new governor, Bill Lee. Um, and his platform is going to be workforce training. And, and this is critical to us. And then, of course, in Texas, we have over 8,000 team members between our headquarters and our plant in San Antonio. And uh, delighted to see Governor Abbott uh, win that reelection. Any races that stood out more than the others? Michigan is going to see tremendous change next year. New governor, as I mentioned, a Democrat. We have a new attorney general. There will be a new secretary of state, in addition to more than 70 new legislators. And after eight years of total Republican control, Michigan is returning to a divided government. Now let's take a quick detour. Hey, James Bond fans, remember the 1960s movie You Only Live Twice featuring Sean Connery fighting off bad guys in Toyota's 2000 GT? Technically, the car first appeared at the Toyota Motor Show in 1965, but this classic film featuring 007's adventure in Japan was where it made its debut to the world. Even then, the introduction wasn't entirely authentic. Toyota never built a convertible version. Word is that Connery's 6-foot, 2-inch frame wouldn't fit in a little sports car, so two convertible versions were fabricated, one right-hand and one left-hand drive. Technically, the only two convertible 2000 GTs ever officially produced. Now, wouldn't you like to get your hands on one of them? Oh yeah, Connery's co-star Bond girl Aki Wakabayashi was unable to drive, so two Toyota test drivers operated the pedals and gears for her during filming. And that's it for Drive Time Talks. Thank you, policy drivers, for continuing to make the difference for Toyota. Stay engaged by following us on Twitter at Toyota Policy. This is Donna Rudy signing off from Washington, wishing you all the best in 2019. Mata show. Until next time.